Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And here do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Assalamu alaikum. It's Monday. Welcome to Johnny's Bite. This morning, I come to you with a lot of joy from all of us here at Media General. You know that over the weekend, CIMG, they endorsed Media General, the best media conglomerate as the media organization of the year. And I keep talking about scorecard. Show your scorecard. Show your scorecard. I keep talking about it. Well, we just showed another scorecard, why we are number one and why we stick to the ethics. And we have also won, we won two awards over the weekend. But today also, in fact, yesterday also marked two straight years that I've done Johnny's Bite. So Johnny's Bite is two. Johnny's Bite is two, two years. And I remember vividly how Johnny's Bite was best. Sometime in 2001, before 1st October 2021, we're in a meeting. And then the conversation started that, oh, it appears that I usually have a lot to say. In fact, I've been doing snippets of that on the New Day show since I joined in 2016. So, so we're doing a bit of it, a bit of that, and say, okay, why don't we give Johnny space to run um, his own, you know, opinion piece, of course, it has to be factual, because then you are sticking to Article 162 of the 1992 Constitution. That's been my backbone. That's why when political influence, party influence, big men influence, friends of big men and all those people call me, sometimes I, I tell them, boss, I'm working, I'm doing my work. And it has not been easy. Put that put put thing up there, it's not been easy, because... Every now and then, once I get my salary, 20% of my salary goes into investigations. 20% of my salary goes into investigations. And, you know, for some, sometimes it's, um, I don't know how to put it. God is wonderful. Sometimes you don't have, because you have run out, you are running a very critical investigation on a very topical national matter. You're trying to get in there to get... The, 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 the incontrovertible evidence. And then you run out of cash. And then somebody will call you from nowhere, somebody that you never know, and says, oh, I've left so-so and so money at the reception. Use it for your work. You don't know them. You have not asked anybody because, you know, you may not know who you are asking. It's okay for people to do you favors, but you may not know who you are asking. For two years. And in the early stages when I started Johnny's by sometimes you bounce off an idea about somebody. The next, the next moment is all over the place. So I decided to work solo. So over 500 episodes produced solo. Two years. And I am happy for the impact that it has created. I'm happy for the brand that I've been able to create. It means that my, my lecturers at the GIG, they taught me very well. My mentors also taught me very well. So for two years, 
We have run this and you have had help from other people, other colleagues who have conversations with you sometimes to shape it. But I never will tell anybody what I'm investigating because you don't know who you are talking to. And I've got to, I got to realize it even more as we travel along. That some of the things that you say sometimes, people are not happy about it. So within the two years, I have lost gigs. Within the two years, I have made more enemies, I'm sure. Within the two years, I've made some friends. And that's good for me because even the Bible says that if everybody loves you, woe unto you. So I'm happy that you may have made enemies. But for me, if I would talk about a subject like NAPCO, that affects about 100,000 people. And then you get a call from a big man and his friends, two or three of them, who say, oh, keep quiet about it while about 100,000 people suffer. I would ditch the three people and go for the 100,000 people. And that's been my standard, anybody who knows me. Because if 100,000 people pray for you, it far surpasses what three people can do for you. So I want to say thank you to all our loyal viewers, people who, who schedule time, who make time outside this country to watch, who share, who like, people who, you know, bounce off ideas and all of that. Thank you so much. And I can tell you there are big people in this country, very, very big people in this country. Which area? Security. Which area? Medicine. Which area? Agri. Which area? Engineering. They are very, very big people in this country who listen and sometimes who will drop a note and send a message and encourage you and give you some guidance and all of that. And I'm happy to announce that within the two years, we have said very tough things on, on this platform. I have said very tough things on this platform. Within these two years, I have only had one suit. One suit from the boss of immigration who says we have defamed him. But we are in court, so we'll talk about the merit of the matter. And I'm happy to defend myself that I didn't defame. It was in the national interest. But two years, some people, they start. And since we started Johnny's Bite, you notice that a lot more people are doing Johnny's Bite lookalike on their networks. But here's where the facts and figures are. So you stay with us. I want to say thank you to Danny Play the video, to Oliver, to Roland Walker, and to all the backroom staff, worry Jane, Jane, cut this, Jane, play this. Oh, of course, we cut the video, but you bring Jane, coordinated this way. This morning, I've been with Jane. We've had five minutes of Chimaya Keba. So thank you very much for supporting us. Now, let's go to Kolibu. Last week, I told you about Kolibu Teaching Hospital. And I told you that the Kolibu Teaching Hospital had just written that statement that they wrote to suggest that the new fees that have moved from 380 cities for dialysis to 765.42 cities was just a proposal. And I told you it was a blatant lie. And it was an afterthought. Because at the time when I was speaking about it and I heard them on, I was so confident because I had my incontrovertible evidence. I had it. So last week, I showed you receipts that had already been deducted. And I said that it was a death warrant and it was akin to mass murder. It was akin to mass murder. Because if you go there and you're not able to pay for the dialysis, you have two options. 
either to go and borrow if you have not already overborrowed, or you go home, forget about the dialysis, and possibly die. And the monies that were being charged had not been approved by parliament. So it was an illegal charge. And when you charge things illegally, it is a crime in this country. So I'm looking at this matter seriously, that an action that could make people lose their lives, an action taken by a whole institution led by its CEO, where there's a conflict of interest situation where he's also acting as the head of the plastic surgery uh, department and is also acting as CEO, conflict of interest. He's reporting to himself and all of that. I've mentioned those things. I'm waiting for the president, the minister for health. So far, what I've heard the minister for health say is that the, the fees are illegal, so reverse them. That's all he has said. I've not heard from the president. The president has an advisor on everything health. I've not heard from them. But this is the best pair of hands that they are putting on us in the name of we have the men. Callable teaching hospital. You know, in the past, I spoke about lifts. In the past, I spoke about other things, the surgical block and all of that. I spoke about how the sit floor was good and how, you know, even a chip of the block fell and hit somebody's head. And I, I spoke about all of that. And people have not paid attention. Now, the, the CEO of Kolibu spoke to City, Mario Sander, and said that only six people, put it up, please, only six people have been affected by the new charge. Only six people. That is what the chief executive officer said, that only six patients have been affected. And I said, that cannot be correct. It is, Jane, a cock and bull story. This one, that only six patients have been said, typical cock and bull story. Because at first instance, they said nobody had been charged. And I've told you about the light wave information management, light wave health information management system. They call it the LIMS. And within the confines of the LIMS, that works just like the gift miss. It is the CEO who has the final authority. So now we're trying to put it on the, on the, the renal people, the renal dialysis unit people, that somebody there jammed the gun and possibly did it. Who gave that person authorization to do it? And what punitive sanctions have been taken against them because people could have died as a basis of that? Now let me tell you what I think is a cockaboo story. Show me the receipts one after the other. I have about eight. He said six. I have about eight receipts. So I've showed you one receipt already last week. Put the receipts up. This is a receipt of a 70-year-old man. And it was charged on the 28th of September 2023. That is it. 70-year-old man. Show me the other one. This is a receipt for a 10-year-old boy. 10-year-old boy. Charged on the 27th of September 2023. 10 years, old boy. Show me the other one. This is a receipt of a 51-year-old woman charged on the 27th of September, 2023. You're counting with me. That's receipt number three. Receipt number four. This is a receipt of, uh, is that a 12-year-old, Jen? This is another receipt, 12-year-old, right? Charged on the 28th of September 2023, 12 year old. So there's a 10 year old, there's a 12 year old, there's a 70 year old, there's a 51 year old. Move on. 
This is a receipt of a 35-year-old male charged on the 25th, 25th of September 2023. 25th of September 2023. When did the, when did the, the CEO speak? When did the CEO lie to the whole world that they have not begun charging? When did the statement come out that it was just a proposal? And when did they come back to tell us that it was just six people who had been affected? Show me the next receipt, please. There's a receipt charged on a 22-year-old woman dated the 27th of September, 2023. 22-year-old woman. Show me. Now, this is for a 40... What was the age? I can't see from here. 47. 47-year-old woman. 47. Charged on the... Charged on the 27th, right? Charged on the 27th. There's something on the screen. Please take it off. Charged on the 27th. So how many receipts have we showed so far? We have showed seven receipts. Plus the one I showed you last week, which the Anchor newspaper has put, put one here and then put the others in here. So what exactly is the CEO talking about? And I suspect that some of the receipts have even been deleted from the system. The people who are the victims who continue to come to us. Play the young girl's video for the CEO. The, the, the conversations that we have here on Johnny's Bite is grounded in evidence. If I were the CEO or I were any of his advisors, I would have told him to apologize, refund monies to the people, and leave the office. But we don't have a culture of leaving. You know why? Because even the health minister that is supposed to be supervising him, when he had COVID, he went to sleep at the University of Ghana Medical School. And he came to tell us that he was resting there. He had to take his boss, the president, to organize a fellow Ghanaians on a Sunday evening to tell all of us that the man actually, that the man actually had COVID. The minister is still at post. Sputnik V is still at post. So we don't have a culture of resigning. But we, we won't stop. You know why? Before we started, let the retirees go. <laughs> it yielded results. People insulted us. We don't care. A case in point is last week, Labadi Beach, how dirty it was. We spoke about it. They have cleaned it. A case in point, Kolebu Teaching Hospital, we spoke about it. They have reversed it. So we will keep talking about the real issues. Now, you find it strange that while you talk about the issues here, there are people who live outside the country who are trying to do a counter-demonstration. Of course, it's their right. Counter-demonstration. Occupy Julabi House, they are doing their own version, and they are saying that what we are putting out here, or the people are saying here, is not actually the situation, and that it's a global phenomenon, it's a global trend, and that every country is suffering and everything else. And you remember that when we started talking about inflation and the cost of food, we had people in Canada, in the United States, UK, everything, they say, oh, two balls of Kenke is one pound fifty. They, they started talking to us about that. The simple question I always ask them is, if the country is as good as they want us to believe, why don't they leave where they are to come and join us here? Why have they run away? If the country is as good as they want us to believe it is, why have they run away? Why are they not here with us? 
That's the first question. The second question is that if the country is as good as they say it is, what is the minimum wage? What is our minimum wage? That a loaf of bread is 30 cities. Your minimum wage is not up to 30 cities. So what it means is that you can work the whole day and still not be able to afford a common single loaf of bread. Where they are, and they are screaming from outside, they have access to credit, they can buy things on credit and pay later, convenient times. Here, how would you do that? Unless you have a relationship with the person you're buying from. Their transport systems are working. Their rail systems are working. Their lights don't go off. The basic things that we face that we're talking about, and we're not asking for excess or extras. Play Papa Usu and Kume's video for me. He's a, he's a high commissioner to the United Kingdom. Play his video for me. Play the video. Kuma, a high commissioner to the United Kingdom in 2018. He was telling the people about the achievements of the government and he made on this platform, the video is quite long, I can't play, we don't have too much time. He made a statement that the government is committed to fulfilling its promises to the people. Fast forward, occupied Julobi house happened in Accra. Then some people went towards the High Commission to go and protest. They wanted to speak to him. He didn't stop to speak to them. Same man who says, we are committed to keeping our promise to you, speaking in the United Kingdom, refused to speak to the United... Play the video of him walking away, our High Commissioner in the UK walking away. Oliver didn't send that video. The High Commissioner is walking away from the people. He was walking away. Unfortunately, we can't show because it was not put in the system. But he was walking away from the people. He didn't listen to them. And that has been the approach. You remember when the school feeding caterers, some of who are party members, party women organizers, they went to the Ashanti regional minister. You saw how he treated them. You remember the buffer stock. When they went there, Brian Echampo, he tried to discredit even the appointed PRO. Of the buffer store. And uh, there are too many examples of trying to discredit you, me. What haven't they tried? 
that I've got to take forty thousand dollars, that I'm this, that I'm that, that I'm that, that I smoke, that I, I all manner of things, that I've gone to give birth somewhere, I don't take care of the children, Charlie, plenty, just because you are speaking about critical national issues. But you know where we come from. No form of intimidation will win. Listen to Kennedy Japan. What? What? Who will you stand up here and go What do you mean? The youth of this country are not working. Now we're intimidating and control. I will put my life on the line and defend He will put his line, his life on the line. He says the MPP is looting. We have put our lives on the line for more than two years. We are happy that he's now waking up to the smell of the coffee to put his life on the line. We are happy that he's now waking up to the smell of the coffee to put his life on the line. We are happy. Good morning. <laughs>